Lavender Fables presents The Author's Anathema, a glossary. Hi everyone, welcome to the Q&A episode. Wait, what is it called? Glossary? Yes. Okay. <laughs> can I just say... Yeah, okay. You can just say the Q&A episode glossary. Okay. Hi everyone, welcome to the Q&A episode glossary for the Author's Anathema Season 1. This is Elle. And this is Cass. And we're just going to answer some of your questions today. Before we get started, though, I wanted to say a quick thank you all for listening. Uh, We've gathered so much love and support throughout this first season, and it really warms our hearts. So thank you so very much. Okay, to get started, first we have a question from Clowntown on Twitter. Hey there, I'm starting a podcast with my friends, but we're a little stuck in the creative process in terms of plot. How did you go about creating the author's anathema? Okay, so Cass, I'll let you take this one. (laughs) (laughs) We, um, actually, we got a couple of questions that are very similar to this. Um, And this entire podcast actually started as a school project for me. Um, I'm an English major and I was taking a composition class and one of my semester long projects was that I had to um, create some sort of media dedicated to a certain topic and being gay (laughs) and being a avid horror fan I decided to create my own queer horror podcast Um, and that's pretty much where it started and, you know, I didn't know much about podcasting and L is a bit more tech. Well, I don't really know that much either. Okay. I was, I was also learning on the job as far as like editing goes. I'd had, as a music major, mm-hmm. I'd had a little bit of experience with some software used, but for the most part, I also had to just learn on the go, which was a very interesting experience. Yeah, it took a lot of brainstorming and collaboration. A lot of it came from us just talking and brainstorming together just for like just long sessions. We weren't even really writing anything down. It was just like, oh, what if we did this? Oh, what if we did this? And it would just would take some of the most standout things from like an hour or two of just brainstorming and use those. It also helped that a lot of our ideas are very similar, so it Mm -hmm. didn't take too much debating over what to do with certain characters and like for me I did a lot of brainstorming on my own before I even approached L at all um a lot of my ideas came to me while I was like driving in the car and I would have to when I whenever I got wherever I was going I'd pull over and start typing in my notes app because I was like oh I gotta write this down (laughs) um but yeah it was just a lot of thinking and it kind of was a little stressful because I did have 
a time frame like I had to create this entire thing in like a couple months or at least have a plan um I ended up only submitting the first episode for my final project but um it was all thrown together in a very short amount of time which is it made it incredibly stressful for me and for Elowen but luckily um we're gonna take some more time to actually fully develop things now that we have the time um so yeah yeah that about covers it um all right i this is a very long username copa corosis me who that was not correct okay do you know how to pronounce it no but i'm not gonna try (laughs) okay Um, from instagram And they said, what part of the show so far has been your favorite to write or act? What about least favorite? You you start with this. Um, so for me, playing Natalie, I think a lot of the stories themselves were my favorite parts to do, record, act, etc. Um, I really, really liked uh, the... <laughs> I can't, can't remember the name episode names of Martin Podcast. The, the library one. Oh, Maiden of Midnight. Maiden of Midnight. And you had Midnight two. in the name. Yes, episode two. I really liked that one with you know the whole Yeah. That stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked reading that one. Um but overall just all of them. I really liked reading the stories themselves. Least favorite was probably the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Not because it was just, it was complicated and it was very stressful for us on our end to mm-hmm. put together because up until that point, the majority of it had been fairly easy to piece together and do. And as the editor, the last episode was so much editing in post that it was stressful for me. Yeah, I th- I agree with you. My least favorite to write and to act was actually episode 10, um, just because there was so much happening and a lot of action and, you know, it wasn't as clear cut as the rest of the episodes have been. Um, but as far as favorite, I have two different answers for writing and acting. My favorite episode to write was probably episode three, um, which was Liar Liar. Um, I really liked writing that episode because it was kind of cathartic for me to get a lot of my own personal issues <laughs> out into the world. Um, it was it was really hard to write though, which kind of is like double-edged sword because um, I had to take multiple breaks while writing that that one. But it, it was good. It was a good episode and I was really proud of it after it was written. My favorite to act, however, um, was the end of episode five, which was Eleanor and Natalie's, like, little fight thing. It was really fun getting to pretend to be super emotional. (laughs) So, and I think that was probably, I have to say, my best performance this season. Well, you also did really good at the end of episode 10. Thank you. Thank you. I (laughs) tried my best. Do you want to read that one? Okay, so our next question comes from Loris on Twitter. And they said, I would love to know where the inspiration 
for the author's anathema came and what other works inspired the podcast? Okay. Um, I think, obviously, I drew a lot of inspiration from listening to the Magnus Archives. It's fairly obvious as yeah. far as, like, structure and, like, how things kind of unfold. A lot of themes. Yeah. Um, but as far as just, like, other horror works that helped me, um, I – my favorite – film director of all time, Mike Flanagan, definitely had a lot of the same ideas as me as far as, like, what horror is and, like, what it means to be scared. Um, and so I definitely, it, it, especially, like, particular stories drew, like, a lot of inspiration from him. I think, like, Maiden of Midnight was one of the ones where I was really thinking about Mike Flanagan. And also, there was another one, too, but I can't remember. Um, and then, yeah, I can't really think of anything else. Um, certain scenes, I guess, were inspired by some of my favorite movies. Like, pretty much the entirety of Seasick was inspired by m one of my favorite movies called Triangle from 2009. Yeah, I have watched that movie with you and it scared me. <laughs> yes. Um, so th that's pretty much where the idea of that episode came from but yeah uh pretty much all of the episodes that uh i had a hand in writing which is all of them <laughs> um kind of have some little reference to something i love because i am a big horror fan so yeah okay and so next we have a question from morgulis on Hi, tiktok Morgan. um <laughs> Was it difficult to come up with a name? Did you have any other name ideas? So we kind of came up, I think we came up with the name in mostly one day. Mm -hmm. Like we had already started talking about doing the podcast, obviously, with Cass's school project and all that. But like as far as um, coming up with the name, like once we were trying to figure out a name, we just basically spent a whole day talking about it we knew that we obviously the themes that we wanted to be surrounding it and it's funny I actually because I think I was the one who come up with the word using the word anathema yeah you did and um I got the idea of that from Good Omens the <laughs> tv show and book um because anathema I always saw the name anathema was fun and there's a character in that uh show book called anathema <laughs> but the name the the definition of anathema being like a kind of almost unknowable eldritch kind of uh meaning i thought applied to the show so that's one of that's kind of the thought process that we worked through mm -hmm. yeah it, it was it was not too hard to come up with a name because we knew we wanted it to be unique. And also, like you said, we kind of had a general idea of things we wanted to include. Um, we have another one from Instagram by that same username, and I'm not going to try and pronounce it again. Um, but the question is, are we going to meet new characters next season? Yes. yes. <laughs> uh next season is really fun so far we're very excited about it um you're going to be introduced to characters that have already been mentioned and you're also going to get a lot of 
new people that have yet to be mentioned. So leave that up for interpretation. (laughs) Um. Okay, so we have another question from Morgulis on TikTok. Uh, Did you make any big changes to the story that you originally didn't plan for? Yes, I think so, because I had already been brainstorming the entire season and, like, what it was going to look like, and um, originally, a spoiler alert, (laughs) which I don't know why you're listening to this if you haven't listened to the the whole whole season, Um, but uh, originally, the Crackling Man was just a creature like it had no familial ties to Natalie's family at all like it was just going to be another scary story but the more I started thinking about it the more I was like hey this makes sense that this goes here and I remember like the day I because I was at school and I texted Elwyn because again my car brainstorming session I texted Elowen like, what if, what if the crackling man is Natalie's grandfather that got pushed down the <laughs> stairs? And then um, Elowen was like, oh my gosh, yeah. So uh, pretty much that was like the biggest, like, it wasn't really last minute because we were still in the brainstorming phase, but I think I had already started writing at least the first two episodes yeah. at that point. I know another small change we made was a lot of the how we treated the character of Jessica. Mm-hmm. Um, because oh, originally she was a lot less redeemable and was just kind of like a minor antagonist. Mm-hmm. But I felt a lot of sympathy for her. <laughs> I mean, obviously not excusing some of the horrible things she did to Natalie, but I felt a lot more sympathy, and I didn't want it to be quite so, like, awful. Yeah, her. I wrote her originally as being a lot meaner, and especially, like, in her goodbye call, it was it was very antagonistic, like yeah. you said. But as soon as Ellen was like, but wait, you know, she's a victim too, I was like, ah, oh, dang, you're right. So, um, yeah, we completely switched yeah. that around. And that about wraps up the majority of the questions we have. I mean, we had a couple other questions that either didn't really apply or were kind of of repeats Mm -hmm. of questions. Um, But, oh, well, one thing we got was (laughs) from Alex Michelle on Instagram is, I'd just like to know how you managed to be so perfect. And that can be perfectly uh, uno reversed back to Alex, who was the designer for our cover yes thank you so please go check out her on instagram very talented artist for sure yes um but that about wraps up our q a session pay attention to all of our social media on instagram and twitter to be kept updated for general updates as to when season two will be coming out it'll come out sometime in 2023 we don't know exactly when yet just sometime Um, that's all they need to know but to be kept updated on that follow us there um anything you want to say uh thanks for listening and we will see you eventually (laughs) (laughs) Bye. bye thank you all for listening the author's anathema will return for season two in 2023 Thank you so much for listening to Season 1 of The Author's Anathema. 
We have been so appreciative of your support throughout our first season, especially as we navigated the newfound challenges of podcasting. For more updates and more information, follow us on Twitter at Authors Anathema or on Instagram at The Authors Anathema.